when we act together will we have the courage to change our lives and the world around us. And this is why community is such an important aspect of our human experience. Welcome to the Community Heroes podcast, where we celebrate and share the stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. I'm your host, Catherine Mann. On this show, we share the stories of people using their skills, experiences, businesses, and involvement through sporting clubs and service organizations to enrich the lives of those around them. Community is so much more than the town you live in. It's a group of people that care about each other and feel they belong together. They are the people that support you when you need it the most. They're the ones who share the same ideas, interests and attributes that you do. Now let's hear from the heroes that are pioneering, changing and impacting their communities. Hello and welcome to the Community Hero Show. Today I have the amazing Mark Watt joining us. Mark is passionate about assisting young people reach their full potential through opportunities and relationships. He has worked with Australian youth for over 30 years through establishing the White Lion and his involvement in youth justice and now working at Social Engine and he is the CEO of Big Brother Big Sisters Australia. This opportunity allows him to continue to work with others to have positive impact and assist in changing the lives of Australia's youth. Big Brothers Big Sisters Australia provides long-term one-to-one mentoring to help change the course of vulnerable young people's lives so that they have the opportunity to unlock their potential, creating a brighter future for themselves and their community. Mark believes that together, we can make a real difference. Hi, Mark. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's great. And thank you for uh, creating a show like this. It's so important to connect with others and uh, inspire them to change lives as well. Yeah, that's it. Everybody has it in them to do something. We can all sure. find our powers and our differences to, to help others in such so many unique ways. And, yeah, so tell, tell us a little bit about yours and, you know, how you got into the incredible work that you were doing and, and what it's all led to. Well, it started many years ago, um, but uh, it started because I was always wanting to um, connect and help others, probably because of my own life story, I suppose, of, having a mentor when I was young that got me through my life. Um, my father left when I was six and really I was fatherless. Um, and so male mentors, male role models became really important. And without them, without their friendship, their support, their guidance, um, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today. So yeah, um, sure. Wow. Um, one of my mentors helped me finish uh, my year 12. Uh, without his support, I wouldn't have finished and I wouldn't have gone on to do an accounting degree and a master's in social work and the youth work I do today. So it's amazing how people can come into your life and be so significant and really change your path or help you stay on the path that you wouldn't stay on without that support. So obviously from a very early age, I knew the power and uh, the importance of having a mentor, having a friend, having a role model in your life, especially when you're isolated and a bit disconnected. So, you know, that was probably my first um, you know, the biggest reason I suppose I got into youth work and helped out there and 
Um, I remember starting some voluntary work when I was young, uh, finishing off my accounting degree. I did some voluntary work and and uh, that led into me becoming a youth worker, uh, doing work with young people and then um, starting White Lion um, back in 1999, so a long time ago. But I, I was working in a youth detention centre then. Yeah. Uh, a lot of kids were coming in and going out, coming in, going out, and it seemed like a revolving door. And we sort of started thinking about, well, how can we break the cycle, break that cycle of discouragement, break the cycle of um, disconnection, and um, really felt, as I said before, the power of a mentor, and uh, that means the power of a relationship and uh, the power of opportunities. Because a lot of the kids that we were working with back then had really uh, no relationships, no positive relationships, and really they'd just be released back from custody back into the situation that brought them to be locked up in the first time. So, and obviously the other thing they lacked was any real relationship or any real opportunities to um, do things like work and things like that. So that's how we started White Line. Yeah, that's incredible. And you're so right. It is that breaking the cycle, you know, getting them off that hamster wheel of and and away from that environment. And even those, there's probably situations where you couldn't take them away physically. If you can change their mental capacity of how they look at things and focus on things, then then they can sort of really move away and change how they view the life and world and what they're going to achieve. Yeah, it's it's a really important uh, yeah part there in in the work great work that you do. I love that. The other thing is, of course, there's a lot of people out there that want to help. So there's a lot of people out there that want to be involved and help young people and and uh, give them a, a chance, hope, a future. And so you combine a lot of the kids that have got need with a lot of people that want to help out. You've got a great recipe for uh, change lives and making a difference, haven't you? Yeah, that's it. And so tell us a bit more about what it means for you with the oper- offering the opportunities. Well, it's great. You know, it's great to be able to be able to facilitate those and know you're making a difference in the community. As I said earlier, I was very privileged to have people wanting to make a difference in my life. And so now I've got the opportunity to give back and help other young people as well. So it's very important to be able to do that. And, you know, a lot of the mentors or volunteers, employers that we've got involved often get just as much, if not more, out of helping than the young people that are, are receiving the help. Uh, it's amazing the difference, the impact it makes on their lives. It's one of our fundamental humanness, isn't it, just wanting to help and give to others? Yeah, it is, you know, and it's, it's so encouraging, isn't it, to see so many people out there wanting to do that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And there seems to be more and, and maybe there's probably not more, but we we hear about things a lot more because we're so connected in hearing and seeing stories, you know. Back 30 years ago, podcasts didn't exist. You know, you couldn't start one of these or be on one of these to go and tell, you know, all of the world what the work that you're doing. So it's great that we get to share that more because it just encourages more people to continue doing that work as the kids to step up and, you know, take action and create change in their lives, but other people to to give a handout and, um, and offer that ear of help and support too. And so I'm really keen to hear, before we sort of get to the, I want to hear more about the Big Brothers, Big Sisters and your work there, but I'm really excited to hear more about your social engine work. I know it's only new, but I really love this concept, so it's really juicy. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, look, as, you know, as I said before, a lot of kids don't have the opportunities that some kids have all the, you know, the whole foundation, I suppose. So if you live in a family where there's no one ever worked in your family or you've got no experience of, of work, no role models, you know, getting a job nine to five in a, in a workplace is sometimes very difficult for young people. Um, the other side of things is charities are very hard to sustain. So me asking you for a donation every time I see you, you eventually don't want to see me, you know, so you don't want to keep donating all the time. So a social enterprise sort of does a bit of both. It creates an environment where young people can work that haven't had the experience, don't have the confidence and really need a supported workplace. Plus the other thing it does is it's more sustainable. So me, rather than me asking you, $100 every time I see you, I can ask you for work and it's easy for you to give me work um, than give me donations. So, you know, a social enterprise, we run a business um, and, and in that business we employ unemployed, disadvantaged, at-risk young people. Uh, it's a very nurturing environment but it's real world, it's a real job in a real place and developing these real skills and, you know, we find that once young people get that confidence, they've had some good work experience, and it's so much easier for them to get back into the mainstream employment. And the whole not-for-profit social enterprise is funded by the you know, service agreements and business we get. So, you know, it's fantastic, more sustainable, really. Yeah, that's brilliant. I love that. It is just an absolute phenomenal work. And so what sort of services and work is uh, do you provide for the young people? Well, social engine and social enterprise, um, uh, you know, it's COVID, so it's pretty hard to run anything. But okay, even that, when we're not in COVID. <laughs> well, even in COVID, we actually are part of an infrastructure project, the Metro Tunnel down there in North Melbourne. They're building the tunnel down there. We run their canteen. So we're able to give unemployed kids jobs in the canteen, cooking and doing hospitality and service and all that sort of stuff. So it's a really great environment for them. Uh, we also got the Docklands Library, which is unfortunately... There's a cafe in there. We run that. Unfortunately, it's closed. We've got a coffee van that goes out and we've also got a pick and pack warehouse. Plus, we sell some safety gear workwear and we place vending machines. So we've got a range of things going on, but it's all to create work for young people, to give unemployed young people an experience of work and then they get out in the mainstream and uh, work in, um, yeah, work there. So it's, it's a good, you know, we call it powering young people into employment. Uh, so, we're, you know, very happy with the skills and the outcomes we're getting uh, for kids entering the workforce. Yeah, that's unreal. Because experience is everything. Hmm. You know, knowledge can get you so far, but it's being able to actually implement, do the work that creates the changes and the lasting changes too. And, you know, these are skills. It's not like they forget these. They're going to take them on for the rest of their lives and it'll mean a lot for them to be able to have something down on a resume. Mm -hmm. But one well, we young person that was on the streets and um, had drugs, drug problems and all sorts of issues and, you know, he came into our uh, cafe, started learning how to be a barista, getting um, interaction with the, the customers and started off very, uh, with you know, not being able to get eye contact, no confidence, uh, poor skills. But, you know, after a while his skills boosted up, his confidence boosted up, his interaction with the customers was good and he got a job as a head barista in a cafe. So, you know, it's a really good outcome and, you know, off the drugs and really going well in his life. So, you know, completely changed young person just through the experience of work and support. Yeah, 
Yeah, and it is. It's the two together that really makes that difference. And, you know, confidence is something that you have to work at. You have to build. You you know, everyone says, oh, you just got to get confident. It's like you can't just tell someone, you know, to get confidence. It's something that it's a skill. Again, it's like a muscle. You got to work at and build it. So it's a really beautiful way of helping them achieve that and build that. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. And so what what do you think sort of really drove you to serve in this area? Uh, I know you sort of touched on a little bit uh, before around, you know, helping mentors, but is there anything other catalysts that sort of led you into doing this work? Yeah, certainly it was my past, but um, beyond that, I suppose, knowing that it actually works, you know, so knowing you can make a difference and it does feel good when you know you can make a difference to a life um, when you can add value, it's 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 a you know adds meaning to your life, I suppose. Um, but it's also you know helps you mix with amazing people. But I think it is the making the difference is is the key that you know when you see that um, you just want to see more of it. So um, you know it really does work well giving young people a mentor or a job. You know that 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 support is so life changing. Yeah, great. And so tell us a bit about your work with the Big Brothers, Big Sisters Australia. So you're the, you're the CEO of the organisation at the moment, but this is a an international organisation that's been around for quite a long time. Yeah, a long, long time. Been around for many, many years and, uh, you know, it's in many countries around the world, which is fantastic. Head office is in Dallas, Texas. Um, but, you know, I've been speaking to my counterparts in Ireland and Austria and Bulgaria, Netherlands, uh, there's something in Israel, you know, Canada, a whole range of different countries around the world. So it's great being part of an international network of proven um, impact on young people through the power of mentoring. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I started um, at Big Brothers Big Sisters at the start of the year um, after leaving White Line, an organisation I was co-founder of from 1999, so it was, you know, a big challenge moving from White Line into Big Brothers Big Sisters, but it's been fantastic. It's been really, really good to be part of the organisation. And, again, seeing so many uh, people from the community put up their hand and say, hey, I want to make a difference. I want to be a mentor. Can you, you know, can I join? You know, so it's just so encouraging to see so many people wanting to help. Yeah, great. And so what was um, White Lion? What was that business? White Lion was an organisation, as I said, it started in 1999 and it was when I was at the Youth Dissension Centre and seeing young kids coming in and out, I wanted to change that. So I left the, the Youth Detention Centre and started an organisation called White Lion that really gave young people jobs and mentors. So you've kind of just taken that and split it into two things or yeah. and yeah. amalgamated yeah. in, in yeah. lots of different funny ways, but, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. and so before um, you started White Lion, what was your job role within the youth justice system? I worked at a place called Parkville Youth Detention Centre and I used to run the young boys unit and then I ran a girls unit. It was a transitional unit helping young women on the way out of custody and that's where, you know, we used to try and get them jobs and support when they got released. The young boys was 10 to 14, so very young, so they weren't looking for work. Um, but, yeah, they were really needing that support as well. So, yeah, that's where I worked and uh, worked there for six years, which was great. Fantastic, you know, place to work, but, yeah, very sad, especially on a Saturday and Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock 
um, you know, you'd expect 10 to 14-year-old boys all to get a visitor, but many young people didn't get any visitors. So, you know, it's a, it really there is a need, big need there to connect with young people. Yeah, that would be heartbreaking to see. And before we sort of come on air, you did mention something just really quickly and, and I would like you to, to, yeah, if you're going to do it, about, you know, ways that people can help and support the people in prison and one of your ideas was about doing a Christmas present drive. Well, look, I've, I've been going into youth detention centres probably for, you know, 20, 30 years on Christmas Day. Um, it could be nearly 30 years. So it seems like it's something that stuck with me visiting kids on Christmas Day or it, it probably has started happening um, when I was working there. I used to, you know, so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a sad place. You know, you think of Melbourne Youth Justice Centre, 100 kids locked up, you know, not, not as many visitors as you'd like to go in there. So I normally take a group of volunteers and we hand out some presents and, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know the kids but, it's always nice to wish someone a happy Christmas. It's nice for them to know there's people in the community that care. You know, we just haven't thrown away the key. You know, it's, a lot of people do care and want to help. So it's just working out ways to help. And that's why we're so appreciative that people want to be a volunteer mentor with big brothers, big sisters, or want to give social engine business. You know, we've got a pick and pack warehouse, always looking for some pick and pack work out there in Dandenong. It's, you know, it's, it's a good little thing to do give work, give money, give people, give time, you know. Yeah, that's unreal. And, yeah, because it's, it is it's sharing that little bit of light, that little bit of love with kids that feel like they probably don't deserve it, you know, that nobody else is thinking of them. Showing them that one thing can make a big change and uh, alter the trajectory of their lives. Yeah, yeah. Often young people will test your commitment to them, like are you just going to go? Um, when I make my first mistake, you're going to go when I make my second mistake. So you often kids think, okay, well, let me test it out before I get to that stage. So I don't want to be hurt again because a lot of young people have had different adults in their life come and go. Some have hurt them. Some have let them down. Some have just disappeared. Um, and, and so it's important for them that they know you're going to be in there and go the long haul. And so sometimes I'll test you out um, early on in that, that friendship, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you're a pretty dedicated person just to be able to keep showing up and, you know, being there for them and that just creates such a ripple effect on, you know, breaking that cycle so that they can become better humans and be a part of their community because we do want them. We don't, I, you know, it makes me so sad to think that there's hundreds of people locked up just in one detention centre, mm-hmm. you know, at Christmas time. It's like, why are they there? 10 to 14, they're too young. They should be in school. They should be, you know, playing the Xbox. I don't know, but they should not be there. But we've got 70 or 80 people have just nominated to become mentors uh, with the organisation. So, you know, we're getting a lot of people that want to help out and are dedicated. Yeah. So, you know, there's people out there with uh, a community heart and that are going to be community heroes. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Because everyone, we can always find a way to, to do things and give back in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, and so what sort of um, support network did you do you have in place, and you know, to be able to do the great work that you've had, and how did you establish those? Oh, good question. I, I suppose it's just that you know I've known people around the the traps and system, so they're good friends and catch up with them. So it's important to catch up. 
had a few collaboration groups of CEOs where we get together and, uh, you know, support each other. Um, having good staff is obviously help and good family and friends. So just making sure you've got balance in your life. You can't work seven days a week. You've got to balance and it's good to catch up with family and friends and connect, you know. Yeah, definitely. And you've got an event coming up this weekend. Did you want to share some information about that? Yeah, well, look, at Big Brothers Big Sisters, you know, obviously we're all in isolation. We're in um, lockdown. We're feeling what it's like to be lonely. Um, and, you know, youth loneliness, even before the pandemic, um, it was one of the biggest issues facing young people, believe it or not. And social media has actually made the situation worse. And, and so it's, a, it's an issue we're taking up as an organisation, youth loneliness. And we've got a, um, a summit on Friday the 28th at uh, 3 o'clock. And you can get um, entry to that through our social media page, our website, or, you know, get in touch with us somehow and we give you, give you a link. But, you know, we're just trying to work out different solutions to, to addressing that issue of youth loneliness. And um, obviously we believe that mentoring is a, is a huge thing. But there are other, other things that we're looking at that um, might be able to help young people feel less lonely or help young people feel more connected, you know, because there are people that care out there. Sometimes you just got to reach out, you know. Yeah, it's having those channels and that ability to be able to connect and reach out, isn't it? Mm, yeah, just trusting that, you know, it's it's hard. If you've been hurt, obviously trusting again is, is a challenge. But there are a lot of really caring people out there that are genuine, want to help, and have got a lot to give, you know. Yeah, great. And so as a mentor, like if I was to become a mentor for the Big Brothers, Big Sisters, what does that involve and what does it look like? Well, I suppose it would be great if you did. We'd love you to sign up and uh, join us. Um, you know, we're always needing more mentors. But, you know, it's not just mentoring. Uh, you know, there's other roles you can play, um, help with events, marketing, fundraising, submissions, running the organisation. So, you know, there's different things, way to help not-for-profit. So if you feel a bit oh, not sure about helping a young person but I really want to get involved, well, just explore, you know, bookkeeping, administration. There's just a list of things you can do to help not-for-profits these days. But if you did say, no, no, I'm really keen to be a mentor, well, we give you online training, direct training, screening. Uh, we help match you with a, a young person and away you go, you know, really weekly contact is what you need. It's like any of your really good friends. You have weekly contact with them. And so it's the same with mentoring programs. So, yeah, we, we, we're very keen to have someone like yourself engaging, you know, because the situation, the stories you hear are pretty sad, you know, sad stories, young people being really disconnected, staying in their room, playing computer games, doing whatever, but there's no real role model in their life that can help connect with them. So. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've got a teenager and even though you do, you try and get them out and to do things, it's hard because they're just feeling so impacted and isolated. They're sad at this point in their life. They're their most social that they should be and they're getting told that they're not allowed to go and hang out with their friends, you know. They're at that point where their friends are their family, not their actual family, so, so they want to be out there with them. So it's, yeah, uh, it's there's hard. Of, yeah, there's a lot of kids out there that got no friends, no, you know, they've got really not much going on at all and uh, that's really dangerous and, and so mm. they've got to really connect with and get them someone to connect with and, uh, and encourage them, you know. Yeah, no, it's such important work. It's just beautiful. Um, and so how many, like, 
so you said you've got 80 just signed up. How many mentors do you have in the program at the moment? Oh, the program's down a little bit. We've got about 100, so we've got about 100 kids being mentored, uh, maybe a few more, um, but we're wanting to boost that up to two or 300 kids yeah. uh, being mentored because it's the other sad stat I haven't given you is we've had 250 young people referred to us um, probably over the last, since October last year or November. So in about, you know, six or seven or eight months, we've had, you know, 250 people referred to us. We haven't even asked anyone to refer anyone to us. So these are just people off the bat contacting the organisation and saying, hey, look, I need help. Um, and last night, you know, a father reached out to me on Facebook. You know, his young kid's been expelled. He's lost his job. You know, just not knowing what to do, you know, really crying out. So I think they're the situations where we've really got to try and help. Um, there's, there's no silver bullet, but, you know, together we can do better. So as long as if he's feeling supported and someone understands, someone's reaching out to him, then it just makes a big difference, you know. Yeah, that's great. No, I'll definitely be signing up. I'm absolutely keen to do that. Um, I'm not quite sure whether anyone, any child should be listening to me. I'm surprised that my two are still alive and kicking most days, you know. <laughs> well, i tell you what, given you're running this um, podcast and this program, you know, it shows you've got a great heart, you're caring for others, you're wanting to make a difference out there. So what better role model than you? Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks. Yeah, no, I think that that's really good. And so, you know, with the with the program, you know, and the kids, like, yeah, there's a, there's a big need right now. What sort of tasks, or you know, you said said weekly kind of check ins, is that it? Or is there anything else that you you know like that you can do with the kids? Um, I know we can't go see anybody yet right now, so everything's going to be done remotely, but before this, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, look, at the moment we've got an online mentoring platform uh, called Our Space, so mentors can catch up with mentees safely online and they can chat and they have video conferences and all that, so a bit like a Zoom, I suppose. So we've got our own Zoom account for our young people and our mentors, but in normal reality, you know, you can take a young person out, you can see them, once a week and more if you want, I suppose. Um, but it's really about having that long-term relationship. We like you to commit to a 12-month relationship because we really find that 12 months is really what's needed. Um, anything less can be damaging because the young person, you know, gets to know you, really likes you, wants to, you know, be your friend and you say, look, sorry, I'm, you know, I can't do this anymore. It's been a couple of months, been good, but that's it. That's more damaging then if, you know, so we really must for a 12-month commitment, weekly connection, uh, we give you training, support, um, and it's just amazing the stories you hear through Big Brothers, Big Sisters and the impact of the program on their lives, you know. Yeah, that's so good. And so sort of circling back around to uh, your social engine um, enterprise, what are your dreams and visions for, for that and into the future? Well, it's an interesting one because I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a barista or anything. Um, I'm far from being a barista, but I am someone that wants to make a difference, as I've said. So, you know, the cafes and the canteen and the catering we do um, is not my expert area, but um, the young people seem to really like it. Um, the pick and pack warehouse goes really well. We have about six to ten kids standing around a table sharing their stories, connecting with each other. So that's a really positive. We've seen a lot of positive positive outcomes from that program so look I just really we're early days and I'm the um 
the pandemic has caused a few challenges, lots of challenges. So we're hoping that as we come out of it, there'll be more work and we can help more and more young people. So, yeah, look, if we're helping young people, I really enjoy their company. I enjoy working with them. Um, and But I also enjoy getting people like yourselves and others that are listening involved in the cause. So there's a lot of entry points to help community organisations. You've just got to go out there and if they don't answer, be persistent, just keep connecting with them because sometimes us in the uh, charity sector, you know, our infrastructure is very small, you know, often overloaded by a whole lot of things. So, you know, I think sometimes you need to reach out multiple times to get some traction, but it's worth it, you know, because once you get locked into a charity, once you get locked into a cause, you can make a real difference in the lives of a young person or whoever the target group of that program is. Yeah, great. No, I like that. And, yeah, I've worked recently sort of with a, with a men's club and they were sort of wanting to, to do sort of something similar. So I'm, um, I'm excited just to hear and know that these things, one, you know, yes, they are proven, they're, they, you know, they're important as well um, to see that they work, but they can sort of find other ways. They don't necessarily have to to find things and establish it, they can link into communities like yours and be able to help and deliver that through there as well. There's, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, there's, great. there's lots of organisations, there's thousands and thousands of people doing great work. Um, so just picking one to get involved in and help them out, they all need your help, especially now that can't do any fundraising. We were organising a bike ride for the end of October. We've had to cancel that. The good news is we're going to go online, so we're going to have a virtual bike ride. So there's, you know, oh, that sounds now. interesting. Yeah, so virtual bike ride. I was going to struggle with the real one. I don't know if I'll go much better with the virtual one. Yeah, I might not skim my knees as much. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so virtual stuff is all happening. A lot's happening online. It's not the same, but um, it's better than not connecting at all, isn't it? Absolutely. You're so right. It's better than not doing anything at all. And yeah, because there, you know, it, it is, if you're only doing mentoring with one kid, it's an hour, hour out of your time a week, maybe a couple, but it, the differences and the impact is huge. And, and it's the same with any, really, any sort of um, different charity and community club too. But the, the impact that they create really is is huge you know if we didn't have these service clubs you know like rotary and lions and things like that have been around for eons you know where would we get our sausages no i'm joking they do so much more work <laughs> better work than that but it's it, it is it's the work when you sort of really do dig into the stories and that's one of the inspiration why i wanted to start this was to dig into the stories and really find out what these places really offered and yeah. uh because yeah it's just so much more the value is so huge you know it's but we do tend to only see see just the light you know we see the, the wanting the money and the you know and you're wanting help and wanting time and and you know. yeah I think the other thing you got to keep reminding yourself is that this is really good for you it's good for me it's good for the young people so you know you can create triple wins you know a win for the young person the win for the mentor win for people getting involved it's win for the organizations too that can can facilitate it so it's, it's really is community building that you're building a community of people that are getting mutual benefits from it. 
Um, and, and I know, you know, community works change many people I know, um, and it has such a positive impact on the lives of everyone involved. Yeah, that's that's absolutely spot on. It is so so enriching to your own soul that the time is of little essence. <laughs> yeah, you've got to keep keep boundaries because there's you know endless demand for your time and needs. So you know you've got to be doing it in a healthy way. And you know some people don't aren't healthy in it. Uh, there's also unfortunately there's people out there that really don't want to help. They've got an agenda, and, and so you've got to stay clear of those too. But you can you can do it safely, and that's why we at Big Brothers Big Sisters do a lot of things safely. Uh, we'll do it all safely, uh, so it, it ensures a, a win for the young person and a win for the volunteer in that safe environment. So I think, unfortunately, we have to remind ourselves to be safe, both the way we live, but also who we bring into the lives of vulnerable young people. So, but um, you know, I can't can't speak highly enough of all the volunteers that are helping us here at Big Brothers Big Sisters not just with young people, but with running programs. We've got a whole program we've started recently, Big Brothers Big Sisters, that's totally volunteer run. So yeah, wow. It's really good, you know. So I think that, you know, it does the power of the volunteer. It's amazing, some of these volunteers. Um, yeah, look, some are struggling with COVID and not finding a job, but, yeah, it's, it certainly is a time to, if you haven't got a job, you know, thinking about volunteering with an organisation could help get you through this hard patch. Yeah, that's so true. It's such a great way to build skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's like I know for me, just you're volunteering in lots of different things, committees and um, you know, different projects. Yeah, you learn and connect with people that you just wouldn't have had the opportunity to. Yeah, yeah. And there's different volunteer opportunities now. There's a lot more online, so you don't have to go out of your house. You just have to click on a Zoom event, hear a bit about this and that. And, um, you know, everyone can make a difference. You know, so many different roles going out there. So, you know, don't feel you can talk to a young person. There's plenty of other things to do for any charity, you know? Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I love it. And so how can people connect with you, Mark, and, and you know, well, I will put the links uh, in the show notes around this Friday's event. And please, mm. everybody, if you get a get a chance to uh, to join up and go along, I'll definitely be there. Um, and but yeah, how else could people connect with you to either yeah, Big Brothers Big Sister or you personally to hear more about Social Engine? Yeah, look, I suppose there's a few ways. You can go on the Big Brothers Big Sisters Australia website. There's a an email thing there you can email and I'll, I'll get I'll get that if you address it to me. Social Engine, there's a website there. But I suppose the easiest way is just to go on LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn, Big Brothers, Big Sisters Australia is there. Social Engine Australia is there. And I'm there, Mark Watt, under LinkedIn. So, you know, um, I'm pretty happy to accept most people that want to link in with me. Um, so, yeah, so link in with me and uh, connect. It's always good to catch up, always willing to have a chat. And is there anything specifically that other than mentors, you know, that you are hoping to attract into the organisations you're working with at the moment? Yeah, well, as I say, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, um, you know, we've got a lot of people wanting to be mentors and that, but we are needing a bit of help with the organisation because we don't have a lot of staff, so we're depending on volunteers to run a few things, our, even our marketing, our events, our administration. Um, our fundraising, having some more volunteers helping us there would be really good because, um, like, we've got this 
uh, virtual bike ride end of October. We're trying to promote that to people. So that's one way. Uh, with Social Engine, we've got our pick and pack warehouse in Dandenong. So you need anything picked or packed um, as a business, we can help you there. Or if you've got a very busy building that needs a vending machine, we can we can help you there. That we good. We've got a vending machine. So look, there's different ways you can just connect and have a bit of a chat. Or you can attend some of our events. If if you like bike riding, uh, there's an event there for you. We're gonna have some other events as well. So like our Facebook page, either Big Brothers, Big Sisters, or Social Engine Australia, and keep in touch. Yeah, great. Thank you so much, Mark. It's been an absolute pleasure. I really just admire your dedication and the incredible work that you're doing. It's just phenomenal. Well, look, I just want to thank you too for the opportunity and this show, great show. Uh, there's so many, I know you've interviewed so many great people and you will interview more great people, but, you know, everyone can be great. And I suppose if you want to get a chapter in the book of great community champions, there's chapters to be written and anyone listening can and get their own chapter in the book. And so, look, be part of this Community Champions book that uh, you're putting here on these podcasts, which is fantastic. Make a difference. Join a charity. Join a cause. And um, I'm sure they'd love to have you. You're amazing. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, and I hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to hear more stories of awesome everyday people helping their communities, then make sure you subscribe to this show. Also, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to me via email at communityheroespodcast at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram just by searching Community Heroes Podcast. Also, you can connect with me personally on LinkedIn by searching Catherine Mahn, that's C-A-T-H-R-Y-N-M-A-H-O-N. I hope to hear from you soon.